What's up, guys? This is your girl, Coco, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Kiki and with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me tell you a little bit about it. Basically, my friends come on the show and we kiki about whatever the topic of the show is. And I'm excited about today's guest. Tyson, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. My name is Ty or Tyson, and I am a YouTuber. My YouTube is centered around beauty, um, basically conversations that Coco has on her podcast as well, just um, videotized. I don't know if that's a real word. Um, and uh, fashion, lifestyle, things like that. Um, you can follow me on my YouTube or subscribe to my YouTube at Ty's Universe or on IG. Okay, so y'all have to go and follow her. Like she a whole fool. Um, just, just, just a funny individual, and she's like the little sister I never had. So, um, <laughs> uh, so I'm excited that she's here to have this conversation. What I will say is she is definitely one of my friends that we can sit and talk about show after show after show because we both TV heads. Um, mm -hmm. I was just telling her that I started watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta from the beginning because it's on Netflix now. And I'm like, as soon as we got on the, on the Zoom meeting, I'm like, girl, why did I start watching this shit? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why Sheree is broke. Right. But, <laughs> um, but yes, so um, today's episode is on a way lighter note than it has been as of late um and not that i have moved on from the conversation i just think that we also need to laugh a little bit as well keep our spirits up because that's also a part of mental health which i am yeah. big on and so today we will not have a drink with coco because yesterday we had a Juneteenth celebration, and I made jungle juice, and let's just say, I just need to hydrate today, so I can't, yes, I can't drink no more. <laughs> um, until next week, though, I will have a drink next week. Um, and so for those of you guys who are not familiar with uh, Juneteenth, it is basically the... Um, Independence Day that the Black community in America celebrates due to it being when we finally got the word that slavery had been abolished, even though the 13th Amendment had already been signed. Um, just through word of mouth, they didn't get wind of it until about maybe six months later. Um, huh? Two years. Well, okay, so the 13th Amendment was signed in January of 1865, but there was, what was it two years prior to that, that was done? So yeah, slavery was technically abolished in 1863, but in Texas, the last bit of troops came back in Galveston, and then that's when they found out two mm -hmm. years later. They were the last bunch um, to find out, so it's 
onto the saying of like, we're not all free until everyone's free. Right. Mm-hmm. And so Juneteenth is, um, June 19th is the day that we celebrate Juneteenth. And um, Friday was Juneteenth and every, a lot of people had to work. I took off, you know, as a part of my freedom. I chose to relax that day. <laughs> And <laughs> on Saturday, we had a celebration with some, you know, good food and libations and drunk mm. Uno and, you know, all the, all the, all the games, all the games for a good, a good game night. But um, I enjoyed it. It was my first time celebrating um, Juneteenth and not that I wasn't aware of this previously, but I think amidst all of the current events, it was just nice to celebrate just being Black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yes, Juneteenth, if y'all did not celebrate, I hope that next year you guys celebrate. And a lot of people have been wanting this to be a national holiday. I know New York has um, made it a state holiday and people get paid for taking that day off. Um, mm-hmm. Have you heard of any other places that I, I believe there are other places who have deemed? Yeah. The only other place I've heard of is Virginia. I believe they are um, either in talks or they made a press conference to say that that will be the case. Mm-hmm. Um but that's the only other place I've heard. But I've heard of many companies now come out and say that they are um, recognizing it as a holiday, a paid holiday. Yes. So I think that is a step in the right direction. There is a lot more things that need to be done to, you know, make equality amongst everybody. But that is one way to start is to acknowledge something that is near and dear to the Black community's hearts. For sure. Um, And so amidst, again, all of the current events, um, Tiana Taylor just released her new album called The Album. And I listened to it this morning. I was half asleep, but I definitely got good vibes from it. I really liked it. Um, Her new song, wake up love i really like that song and if you saw yeah. the video, um she introduces even though we kind of already knew she was having a baby but like the official announcement that she mm-hmm. was pregnant came from this video and iman was in the video looking good as always and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes now um yes looking looking real good and he he actually raps on this song i did not know he did that but he does oh wait a minute because i gotta say something about this because he really changed his whole tune uh-huh. if you go look back at him rapping back in the day it's like okay but as soon as i heard him on the hip-hop uh awards and the cypher i was like okay he changed his whole flow up he kind of sound like andre 3000 now a little bit but he actually sound listenable yeah he's he sounded listenable i don't think um 
it was the best lyrically, but I think it was good for what it needed to be for the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in this, like she made a note when she released like a picture or a you know a snippet of the video on Instagram, basically just saying how you know her husband you know, she could lose him at any moment. And that's kind of like what I take from the song in itself is, you know, she's saying like, in so many words, you know, I need you here with me. I want you to hold you, hold me. I want attention from you. And, you know, these are all things that she can't get if he, you know, gets caught up in, you know, what is going on in the world at the moment. And- You know, that's that's the gist of what I get from the song. What about you? Uh, so I listened to the song a few times. Um, and I honestly, my first reaction, maybe this is just my young mind, but I thought it was her just being needy. <laughs> but I didn't listen to the lyrics for real, for real. Because in his response, he was like, he was rapping about things that are like, I know we're arguing, but yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. I thought it was more so just like, wake up, let's either talk this out or like, I just want all your time. Because that's how I took it as the first time, but I honestly didn't deep dive. Usually when I really want to pay attention to what's being said, I pull up the lyrics at the same time and I listen to the song, but I hadn't done that yet because... I hadn't gotten to her whole album yet, but that was more so what I was thinking the song was about. But you took a more deeper meaning. I didn't even catch on to any of that. And I think the reason I also associate um, that meaning behind the song, and maybe maybe not so much the lyrics, but maybe the thought process behind the song is just the opening, the beginning of her album. Um, it's kind of like she's playing snippets of momentous moments in their lives. And so mm-hmm. she, you know, put a clip on there when he asked her to marry him. And then she also put the 911 recording on there when she was in labor and he ended up. He, he had to deliver the baby? Yeah, he delivered the baby or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just so... Like, it was just so sweet to, to hear all of this going on in the background. The 911 mm-hmm. operator is just like, you know, sir, I, I understand that, you know, a, a lot is going on right now, but I need the address, you know. And as he's giving him the information, the 911 guy's like, you know, congratulations. Is it a girl or a boy? And, you know, just telling him the steps that he needs to take to make sure that, you know, both Tiana and the baby were safe. Mm-hmm. And you could hear him crying in the video. And it's yeah. just like, you know, it was like, I guess to experience something like that with somebody and the thought process of possibly losing them, you know, to violence or hatred because of someone's skin tone. It's just like, you know, it's, 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 a, I guess it's a crazy feeling. Yeah, I'm sure. I just think overall, maybe that's the overarching theme of her album, I guess. Yeah, 
And I hadn't listened to it. It's on my to-do list. I have so many albums I got to listen to. Like, everybody is dropping something back to back to back. She is definitely the person that know all the words to the songs. All the rap songs, all the R&B songs. Me? <laughs> yes, you. Because <laughs> I study the lyrics, honey. She be sitting look there reading up. word for word like, okay, it's say this, this, this. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Because I'm not going to be in these streets, you know, mouthing the words and be wrong. And people be like, "Uh, is he even saying? (laughs) Shout out to Alex. (laughs) Yeah, Alex too. Uh, (laughs) But we was playing Black Card Revoke last night. And some, like, I'm not big on rap. I listen to it, I think, just to know what's out there, but I don't really listen to the words. I just kind of listen mm-hmm. to the beat. You know, I'm mm-hmm. here for a good turn up. If it's a good turn up song, you know, do a little jig, you know. Mm-hmm. I only know a few words from Meg Thee Stallion songs. You know, I can definitely <laughs> add in the <clears throat> Uh-uh. You know, she be doing <laughs> all of that when she be rapping. I, I can mm-hmm. definitely get those. Um, you know, I, I try and learn all the Beyonce words. I do. I do. Yes, ma'am. As you should. Did you listen to Black Parade? I did. I did. Okay. Thoughts? <laughs> um, I, you know, I think Beyonce is for the people, you know, as much as people want to hate on her and who she is, I think Beyonce is for the Black people. And 100%. Yeah. I feel like as far as celebrities go... Even though Beyonce don't say much, I think her actions um, are exemplary to, you know, the movement right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she expresses herself best through song. So, um, you know, just yeah. addressing different topics, whether it be things going on in her personal life or things that's going on in the world, I think, like, that is where... Her her emotions is where her magic comes from. Right. And if you, like, look at any Beyonce docu- um, documentary, like, you will see, like, so many minute things that she adds in. And they do have significant meaning, but it can literally be, like, the way she, like, makes a beat or the way that she, a uh, picture she adds into her, you know, a video. Like, she really does do the research on certain things and she really goes up for the black community a hundred percent. So yep. That's why just another fans because she's just an all-around good person outside of being talented, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So she's queen. So I know, right? We're biased. I mean, my office already knows don't say nothing about her because I'm coming for your throat. She's just it. I mean, I know this is not the topic, but she is just it. It's period. Yes. So that is going cut it for the hot topic this week. And now we're going to move into the hot cup of cocoa. So this week's hot cup of cocoa is... It's kind of late because the last episode aired last Sunday, and it is Sunday now, and we're just now talking about this, but I think that Insecure is one of the, 
one of the best shows that is out right now that mm-hmm. showcasing Black people in its greatness. And not to say mm-hmm. that I don't watch another other Black shows that, you know, do the same, but I feel like the drama of Insecure is more relatable to absolutely shows um, because it's stuff that we encounter on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. I feel like with um, the film industry or in TV, and I was talking about this on my YouTube channel too with my friends, like when it comes to like black TV shows or movies, it's usually something super negative that can still be relatable, but it's usually very negative and it's only one-sided when there's so many different walks of life for black people so many things that we do go through and that's what I love about her show like I started watching her show when I was like 19 and I hadn't experienced per se the same things that she had went through with her relationships but I just honestly I felt like a connection in that moment literally I watched the whole entire season in a day I mean, it's not hard because they're short, but it was like I was glued to it. And it was so good to see just Black people just being happy and Black and then going through things and getting through them. And just like, I literally am an insecure advocate. Anybody I run into and they're like, oh, I need a new show to watch. I tell them to watch Insecure um, because it's just such a great show. Yeah, it's definitely good. I feel like season four took forever to come out and we probably gonna have to wait for forever for season five just because i know you know Mm -hmm. not able to record at the moment but um so we're gonna go ahead and get into this season four recap yes Um, you know spoiler alert (laughs) yes spoiler alert if you have not watched the current season of insecure but um you know, I, I was debating on whether I wanted to do an overall review or if I wanted to do in, you know, recap of each in episode individually, which I honestly think we can do uh, each episode individually just because they are so short. Um, and overall, the conversation is going to kind of like gel together. Yeah. So in the first episode, low-key feeling myself, um Issa is working with Condola and for those of you who don't know who Condola is Condola is um an event planner who brings people together Mm -hmm. and um for Issa's birthday they take her to see a uh who is a Bruce is it Bruce Lee not Bruce Lee. It some karate karate type <laughs> uh movie that she really, really liked. And mm-hmm. it's like a outdoor event, like kind of like a drive-in, but it's not a drive-in. It's like people are on the lines, they have the projector up, and mm-hmm. all these black people are here to and it's not just black people. Yeah, it, it was just black people. But they were there to watch this movie and um Issa was like you know this was a really good event you know I'm trying to do a block party you know maybe we should link whatever whatever yeah so Condola agrees to you know helping out it sounds like a good idea you know whatever 
But in the midst of all of this, they find out that Condola is not only a um, event planner, but Mm -hmm. he is Lawrence's new love interest. (laughs) (laughs) Of course she is. Um, And also, we have to talk about Molly. Uh, Molly is, if you watched season three, Molly meets Andrew at Coachella in a mm-hmm. Molly induced, uh, a Molly the drug induced yeah. type situation. <laughs> I was like, they ain't gonna get that. <laughs> um, she meets him at the Coachella last season, and so in this season, she's trying to figure out if there could be more with Andrew. So my thoughts on the first episode, I thought, well, of course, I was pressed to see it, but I think it was a good opener to know, you know, Issa is really following through with doing the block party. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she meets somebody that kind of knows how to plan something on this grand of a scale. And I think another thing that needs to be like highlighted that makes the situation a little suckier is that the fact that not only like is she a good event planner, but they actually like liked each other on yeah, a friendship yeah. level. Like they were bonding a little bit. And like, you know how when you first meet another black girl and you're like, oh, okay, we on the same, on the same type tip. Yeah. Like, okay, we got to be friends. Like in your head, like we got to be friends. I'm not about to put it out there, but. I know we got to be friends. Yeah. And that's basically how they was like linking up and they semi in the same profession too. So just sucked. Yeah. I was definitely, you know, like, damn, Lawrence, why you had to come fuck this up? (laughs) You know, it, it wouldn't be life if it didn't throw a wrench in it. And that's definitely something that happens. Like, literally, I've encountered it myself when I just became cool with one girl. And she's like, and she's like, oh, who does everyone talk to? Blah, 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 blah. And so I named my dude, and she's like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then it just gets awkward. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, this is, that's real life. Um, mm-hmm. And then... You know, her and Molly are trying to do this self-care Sunday thing, which I am, I don't do self-care Sunday as much as I should or as much as I would like. Uh, My self-care on Sunday consists of sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) But that is something I feel like people should block out time to do, especially if you do have a busy life. Like you should definitely try to find something to like do for yourself for sure every week Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I think it's good that they are trying to implement that into their life whether that be they were doing stuff like hiking yoga you know stuff like that Mm -mm. it's something for I would prefer honestly to hike or do yoga over running I mean if we're going to talk about athletic stuff then yeah I'm gonna rather walk but I think that's a part of self-care is to take care of your body. Yeah. And you know what? I'm like the total opposite, like a self-care. I was like thinking like getting a whole bunch of junk food and binge watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, that is self-care too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, like to me, TV is like my happy space. So Same. because I'm so busy throughout the week, like, yep. and being in this stats class right now, I tell you, this is the most dedication I have ever given to any class on top of, you know, still doing, you know, the podcast, doing all mm-hmm. the extra stuff that come along with with the podcast outside of recording. You know what I'm saying? So um, if I if I can carve it like this week alone, I think I've only watched three hours of TV and that was watching that first episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, watching T.I. and Tiny's Family Hustle. I watched the episode of that. Mm. Okay, so maybe four hours, five, six hours. <laughs> <laughs> four, five, uh, six, seven, ten. Because <laughs> I did watch um, Best Man Holiday on Friday. Friday night, Saturday, or was that Thursday? It was Thursday. Uh, And Saturday, I watched some TV yesterday, too. I watched Coming to America. Mm -hmm. So I've I've done a little bit of TV this week, but it's definitely not as much as I would normally watch TV. Um, So, yes, that is a part of my self-care routine. And because it just... I'm like, even though it's set a lot of good stuff on Netflix right now, you know, as far as like Black history goes and stuff like that, I have just not been in the headspace to watch oh, it. No, I'm no. like, I need something that's going to make me laugh. Yes, 100%. So that, to, it's, it's part of my decompression, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, self-care is important. So now, in episode two, low-key distance. Distant. Um, wait, wait, wait. But before we move on, I feel like in episode one, you got you to gotta put it in there that after, was it episode one? Or am I lying? There was some little jab Molly threw at Issa in episode one, right? How or am I tripping? What, what, what did she say? I can't remember, but I feel like it's either episode one or for sure episode two, but that's when you start to see I feel like a little cheap. Okay, just kidding. Yeah. So, low-key distant. So, of course, Issa and Condola decide to get it out that, you know, hey, Issa, she, they were in a relationship for a long time. And hey, mm-hmm. Condola, well, I'm currently dating Lawrence, you know. So they, they confronted it, and Lawrence, I guess, felt uncomfortable. Of course. Um, Molly is, at this point, Molly and Andrew have decided to be in a relationship with each other. And mm-hmm. she's trying to get him to open up about his personal life, like maybe his family life, you know, how he grew up and Mm -hmm. it's like pulling teeth for him to to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I think when I, like I'm an open book, so I don't have a problem with talking about my family, 
but I also know that family is like a sore subject to talk about. And so it's just like, mm, do I really want to divulge all my family drama? Right. Um, you know, no. But I feel like it's a part of having a healthy relationship with your spouse for them mm-hmm. to understand like where you come from and why you may react to certain things the way you do. I was just about to say, it gives them an insight on like why you are the way you you are, certain things that you do. Yeah. And then in this episode, I think is where you start to see Issa and Molly like move apart from each other, move away from each other. There's some tension. There's a little bit of friction, a little bit of like sneak jabs thrown from mm-hmm. both. Yeah. But I got to say Molly started it, but... I'm going to get on that hate train later. Um, Because I think episode two is the episode where um, Issa actually has the... The event at her apartment. Yeah, the event at her apartment where she is requesting sponsorship from local vendors and, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that for the Black Party. And... Molly is I think Issa because Molly is like well why are you still working with Condola and she's like you know it we just work well together you know Mm -hmm. and Molly is like you like drama and uh, you know Mm -hmm. that's the drama you know whatever whatever and it's just like no girl I'm trying to get this shit off the ground and Condola is the damn reason why I'm even having this right now Exactly. Yeah. She's she's helped her out in a major way. But it's also like we're adults. So like even if I was Issa in that situation, I wouldn't completely like cut her off. Like I don't think we would be the best of friends because obviously that's like it's a little sticky situation. But at the same time, like if I see her, then we're gonna be cordial. If she's helping me with something, then that's what it is. That that's not drama. It's not like she's asserting herself or trying to be best friends with the girl. Yeah, because, I mean, when she met the girl, she didn't know this is who Lawrence was dating. You know, they met under the pretense that they would collab with each other, Mm -hmm. you know, for this event. And I think for Issa, one thing I can really say about Issa is I think for a lot of us, we get stuck in a place where it's hard for us to ask for help, you Mm -hmm. know, but Issa stepped outside of herself and was like, you know, I want this event to be great you know and this person knows what she's doing like why not why not so agree yeah so in this episode you can kind of see that both of them are feeling um some tension within each other and um that's the one thing that I love about this show is that it's not just about relationships like yes. relationships, like it yeah. also on friendships because you mm-hmm. know their friend group, Issa and Molly are together, and then is it Tasha? I don't know why I can't think of her name. Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany, Tiffany, and uh, Kelly, Kelly, mm-hmm. Tiffany and Kelly are you know the best friends, but they're all friends in this group in a group, mm-hmm. yeah. But that's how it is in real friendships. You know what I'm yeah. saying, like. You always have a group of girls that you good with, but then in those friend groups, you have the person that you're more closer to. 
Yeah, that's just natural. Like, just the way the friend group is bonded. Like, someone had to meet someone first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I and Molly and Issa have basically been each other's rock, you mm-hmm. know, since college. And all their shenanigans have been together. <laughs> I have definitely had friends where it's been like, for all your shenanigans, girl, I'm here and vice versa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I might be the voice of reason in the midst of some shit, but, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be there. Right. So um, that is basically what Molly and Issa have been to each other. I think mm-hmm. that Tiffany and Kelly's friendship is less codependent. Yeah. We, and we also don't see a lot of their relationship, but we just know they're closer. But it seems like Kelly be doing whatever the hell Kelly does. Kelly be in Kelly's world. <laughs> Kelly is in Kelly's world. And I love her. I wish they like have her on the screen a little bit more because she, I know it's a 30 minute show, but it's everybody like anytime, wants to see more of Kelly's story. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, why does she say the shit that she says? <laughs> like, girl. The girl don't have no filter. And it's none to have that friend. Like, she is definitely the comedic relief. <laughs> yeah, for even, sure. Even though Molly and Issa are funny, Kelly mm-hmm. is funny as hell. Kelly is throwed off. That's what we what she is. Because <laughs> there's there's funny, there's hilarious, and then there's throwed the hell off. <laughs> She's the one that's like, oh, don't dare me to do that because I'm going to do it. Yep. <laughs> it's hazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the mess and the pee. Uh, <laughs> and then Tiffany is like. We're going to reference Tazen later on in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tiffany is like, she's the booed up friend. Like. Mm-hmm. You always got that one friend in a group mm-hmm. that is in a relationship, love they man, and you know they got mm-hmm. a great relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you hope they're just not annoying. Yeah, about it. But honestly, that's one thing I could say about Tiffany and Derek's relationship. Like, it's annoying, but it's not annoying. Yeah, I feel like it's not annoying because he doesn't make it annoying. If he was just, like, as extra as she was, then i probably, like, you know, she makes those little comments like, Derek this, like, oh, I'm going to be home to that man. Like, girl, yeah. shut up. <laughs> well, the one episode when she was talking about ain't nothing wrong with, uh, you know, going down on your man, that's how you keep a man. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, cha. Ooh, cha. Ooh, cha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on episode three, Loki, mm-hmm. I think Issa and Molly both realize that they've been off lately, you know? Yeah. So they're supposed to talk at Thanksgiving. I don't know why they chose Thanksgiving to have the conversation. Horrible time. Horrible time. Like, you're around family. It's supposed to be a joyous occasion. Mm-hmm. And you want to have this conversation about how y'all like i'm i'm sorry there's no deep conversations happening on thanksgiving like there's none i can't even think of of a scenario where that would even happen Mm -hmm. like there's just the the atmosphere is different the energy is different your mouth is full your stomach is fuller like i just 
and then you only make a couple rounds during Thanksgiving before you sat down somewhere and you stuck there. Yeah. So, so and even though be stuck having a conversation about yeah bullshit, especially when I mean I'm not trying to go too far into it, but you can already tell from Molly's past, like she's not someone who thinks she's wrong in any way or is someone who's going to take accountability. So when you kind of know that of a person and you've been seeing that they've been making like slick comments, I wouldn't be jumping to go and run and have a conversation with her either. Cause you could tell Issa is like kind of avoiding it, mm-hmm. kind of like just doing her own thing. And I don't really blame her because Molly is Molly. Yeah, true. Um, and then in this episode, you see Molly is still upset with her dad for cheating on her mom, and it's just like, Ooh. girl, get out, get out your head, because that ain't had nothing to do with you. You know what I'm saying? And as far as I'm concerned, like that shit even happened before you was even in the picture. <laughs> either way, that was grown folks' business. Yeah. Business that ain't had nothing to do with you. So you mm-hmm. mad for what? But I don't know. I, I never had like a real parent household where it's like my real dad and my mom together in one house. And I was a kid when they were together, so I wouldn't really even know. But I don't know. Maybe I feel like sometimes kids do take it a little harder. I know she's not a kid anymore, but sometimes they do take it a little harder when they think their parents is a certain way. And then they find out that they're not. And maybe that's what it is. You know, she Mm -hmm. had this idea that her dad was perfect and, you know, whatever. And, you know, to find out that that wasn't the case. I think it's, you know, bogus how she found out that her daddy cheated on her mama. But I also just feel like if your mother was able to move past it and harboring feelings about it, why are you? Like, she's the one that gets through it. Yeah, you know, and like that's a good... found out, and you talked to your mom about it, and which she mm. didn't... You know what I'm saying? But she didn't really give her mother an opportunity to explain. She was just like, why would you take him yeah, back? Why would you forget exactly. him? And it was just like, like... Girl, first of all, why are you yelling at your mom like that about her own decision? And then, too, you are right. Like, if your mom was able to come to terms, you could still feel some type of way, but to keep holding on to it is just giving your own self a headache. Yeah, so at Thanksgiving, she treating her dad like shit. <laughs> like, girl, if you don't go squat down somewhere and get your mm. ass. Right. Like, oh, that's Molly. literally how I felt that that whole Thanksgiving scene with her family. I was just like. Like, why you even come? Yeah, like, if you knew you was going to act like this, you could have stayed at home. And been miserable by your damn self. Mm. Which, when Issa said, you, she said something to the effect of like, you just don't want to be happy. Yeah. Or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, that shit was true. Like, you sitting here being miserable for no reason. Mm -hmm. I agree. I feel like she's a negative Nancy. Like, she's always going to find an issue with something, which is a horrible trait to have. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's always woe is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and we got to talk about how Lawrence invited himself to Friendsgiving. 
Oh, that was awkward. It was. It was so awkward because she definitely did not have intentions on inviting him. Mm. And then for him to find out at Thanksgiving <laughs> that he was just a jump off. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Which, oh, this just ruffles me up. I'm going I'm to I'm be patient, but this is just a key detail that pisses me the F off. But I'm going to let it ride until we get there. But just remember this audience. Yeah, I know. I already know. Just remember this. Yes. So, um, you know, it comes out at the Friendsgiving that, you know, everybody got that one friend that talks too much. Mm-hmm. I can be that one friend sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we need friends like you because we got to know. Sometimes, sometimes we want to put them in them situations so they'll find out through somebody else and it, and it really don't be intentional mm-hmm. you know that that things come out but because like I'm just the type of person like I, I can definitely keep a secret yeah but I also feel that I mean it's just certain instances where that shit just don't resonate in my head that everybody <laughs> don't know so like I'm real quick. Oh, I feel like I remember a, a situation like this. <laughs> real quick, when I was in college, it used to be a group of us that <laughs> hung out together. So uh-huh. uh, my friends Tiffany and Chaz have both been on the show, but I was in college with them, and we were all hanging out. And there were three other girls that we would hang out with, uh-huh. and. I knew that one of the girls that we were hanging out with, we gonna call her A. I knew that A was messing with somebody on the basketball team. Mm -hmm. The other girl in the room, we gonna call her C. C Mm -hmm. was also messing with this same person on the basketball team. But I didn't know that C was messing with the basketball player. So we all hanging out one day and I tell A, I see girl, I seen your boo today. And she said, who? I said, you know, such a set. She said, that ain't my boo. I'm like, mm, he your boo when he hitting them skins. <laughs> like, <laughs> and girl, I just thought that shit was so funny. I was laughing so hard. And then when we left, I think either Chastity or Tiffany said it, but they was like, why would you say that? Probably Chastity. She was like, why would you say that? I said, because that shit was funny. And she said, <laughs> You know, she messed with him, too. I said, what? Ooh. I said, well, ain't nobody tell me. I said, see, if y'all had to just said something, people business wouldn't be out these streets. But I know, right? Here we are. <laughs> see, that's how you know. Some stuff I just, I know, like, when I talk to my friends, like, I don't got to put disclaimers out. But if I really, really want to make sure stuff is locked down, I'll be like, nobody. <laughs> like but, sometimes I am that person that you have to be like, yo, don't tell a don't say that. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying you you gotta start off. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't tell nobody I told you this, but and sometimes sometimes it it could just be us chatting. And you really like, especially if it's like common knowledge, like certain aspects of it are common knowledge. It's not mm-hmm. gonna resonate that I ain't supposed to say nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's just no, like, yeah. you know, 
Maybe maybe I should do a better job at just not talking and kind of, which I do try and do these days. I do try and kind of like just wait to see how the other person is putting stuff out there before I put my two cent in. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes it just don't happen like that. Sometimes it just come out. I know I've 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 spilt the beans on accident. It's someone that's spilt the beans about me. I don't know on accident on purpose, but either way, it's both kind of funny when you look back at it. Yeah, cause I still laugh at that shit. I be like, boy, that shit was funny. He can skin. Like, girl, I just thought that was so funny. I said, and the, and the, I, I think I laughed so hard because of how I said it. I was like, <laughs> y'all can't tell me that was funny. That was funny. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, they looking like. Meanwhile, everybody else looking like. The girl. <laughs> now, why do you even say that? <laughs> why do you even see? Like, I'm just living my best life out here. <laughs> telling jokes y'all ain't even la- like why y'all not laughing right i was really like that shit was funny y'all y'all ain't gonna laugh <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious so yes the friend spill of beans that he was just a jump off and you know now lawrence is in his feelings and you mm-hmm. know he talks to condola about that being her reason for fooling with him. And she was like, well, you invited yourself to Thanksgiving. I really oh. had no intentions on inviting you. Um, yeah. And that th- this is where we are. And he's like, you know, I thought we were, we were, we, we were doing something like we were together. And she's like, no, cause you still basically threw it out there that he still had feelings for Issa. I'm like, how the hell she know that? Right. But, you know, you know, it's just like the crazy part about it is since Issa and Lawrence have broken up every time Mm -hmm. that they come around each other, it's always Mm -hmm. like, "Uh," like, (laughs) I feel it. I I get chills, honey. I know. And then they always have like these little insider jokes like they literally feed energy (laughs) and condola witnesses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She picks up on the vibe, like you're just not it, honey. There. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Honestly, maybe in the beginning, Condola was thinking it was gonna be something else, but after seeing, seeing how so react, it turned into a well, this just a jump off. I just gotta say though, on Condola, like she just rubbed me the wrong way. It was something about the way her bottom half of her face sat. I just didn't like it, and it just gave me bad. She just got bad energy. I just knew she was about to fuck shit up from the moment I seen her. Man. And I don't know. I just feel like it was. It was like it was hard not to like Condola because Condola was a nice girl. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But you could tell it was something off. No, her. but it's. But all at the same time, like, Issa did not do anything. As from literally, even when she had, like, the pre-event to the block party for the sponsors, Condola was looking at her a little shady. hmm Why, baby girl? Why? And then she wasn't returning Issa's phone calls when it was the actual block party. Yeah. Why? Issa did not do nothing but exist, honey. Right. She can't help that you're dating her ex. <laughs> like, period. Period. 
So yeah. that was episode three. Mm-hmm. Episode four, low-key losing it. So in this episode, um, we see Tiffany be a little bit, we see the first glimpse of Tiffany being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And the first hint of postpartum depression. Yep, I knew so it right away. We, I knew too. I was like, "Oh, she got postpartum, and she got it." Mm-hmm. And she so I don't home. know much. I I don't know much about postpartum depression, but I I know that they say a lot of women do after they have a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, in this episode, Tiffany talks about how great of a dad Derek has been to the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, you see Kelly stepping in, you know, and and one thing that I was thinking about when I saw how Tiffany, I mean, how Kelly was so involved with the baby, it was mm-hmm. just like, Tiffany, where are your friends at that through the baby shower? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kelly really wanted to be there for you in that moment, and you was letting your other mother friends Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and then here you are in the midst of shit, and who that Kelly, right? You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I thought it was really dope that all of them kind of came together and was like, "Let's help where we can, washing clothes, and you know, all of this and that." Um, I will say, thankfully, ain't none of my friends called me and asked me to <laughs> to do none of that shit after they had a baby. Uh, not that I would do it, but you know, I would mm-hmm. probably not want to. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. I got a niece and I got a nephew, and that's the closest, you know, I've been to not, yeah, the closest I'd have been to like helping raise a baby. Because mm-hmm. I literally, um, when they were first born, I was there, and when they were in like the crying every night, and my sister used to be at work. I used to try to help. And I used to be like, how do people do this? Because if I had a choice to say no, I probably would have said no. I, but I, I can't. ain't never been in a situation like that before. Like, you never I, been with a baby baby? Uh-uh. Not wow. like, um, not like on the overnight tip. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe maybe for a couple hours while I'm at their house with their parent, you know, but never too much like watching the kid. You know what I'm saying? It's pure hell. Um, and I and I do I do watch kids, but all my <laughs> friends will tell you I'm the stern auntie. Do not fuck them. Okay? Like, oh yeah, that, that's not me. I like my one friend her baby, she's uh two, and that girl crazy. Like she <laughs> learned she just you know, learning how to say words and stuff, and she's mm-hmm. like, no. And if I'm leaving, she'll like be pushing me. And so one day I tapped a little leg. I said that is a preview. That is a preview. (laughs) There's more where that came from. Yes. If you keep it up, you will see. You gonna get the whole show, child. (laughs) I I enjoy being around kids, but I am the stern auntie. You're not Mm. gonna you're not gonna be around me disobeying. No, what she say? Stop it! Don't. <laughs> you know that's oh my god! I done been around some bad ass kids. Like my nephew, bad, but he cute, bad. 
like some kids that they are around, cute, I mean, badasses. I know, and that's why I'm not stern, because I look at them and be like, God damn. All right, come on. That do not work on me. <laughs> I, I hope I, I get that over time because those are just my niece and my nephews and I love them to death. Imagine when I have kids, they're just going to run all over me. But <sighs> I did one of my uh, troops, I, her and uh, her husband, I think it was their anniversary or something. So I had volunteered to watch a baby and he was like nine months old. So he would still wasn't sleeping all the way through the night or whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. When I tell you, I regretted the decision to say, yes, I will watch your child. <laughs> I was, I felt so trapped. Like, even though I had a car seat and if I wanted to just get up and go, I could. But mm-hmm. I just felt so trapped. I was like. Oh, oh. like oh lord he won't stop crying what do i do he waking up in the middle of the night i didn't i think i gave him a bottle he went back to sleep then at four o'clock he wake up again i'm like and you can't ask the baby what you crying for what you want yeah so i made just I make him a bottle and then i know you ain't supposed to sleep in the bed with the baby but I could. I ain't put him back in the playpen because I was trying to stay asleep too. It's four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> so I just laid him on my chest or whatever, and he slept. But I, I felt so trapped. And then at six o'clock, he woke up like, "Hi, right, bro, time to turn up." I'm like, no. "Oh, go back to sleep." <laughs> like, girl, I could get that baby to his mama fast enough the next day. I say, so I think, and for that baby to be a newborn, well, newborns ain't really hard to deal with. Like, no, they, they on the, are scheduled. They, you know when it's about to kick up. And then yeah. after like a few months, they'll start sleeping through the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but I still thought it was really nice that they all stepped in to like, you know, help out where they could. And for sure. Also, in this episode, I think Issa loses her headliner for the block party. Oh, yeah. And she asks Molly if she could ask Andrew if he could get one of his Live Nation people to help Mm -hmm. out. And Molly is like, no, I don't want to compromise my relationship. But I'm like, what is that that type of shit? I'm like, girl, no. You could have just said, I don't feel comfortable doing this for you because we ain't in a good place. I would have preferred you say that over. You Mm -hmm. don't want to ask your man to help me. Because it's just like, honey, okay, let's go with her excuse. She doesn't want to compromise her relationship. What on God's green earth is going to happen if you just say, hey, can you do a favor? He'll either say yes or he'll either say no. If he's a grown man, he's not about to be like, oh, I feel like you're using me, or I feel like this, that, and the third, like, and she, all she said, she, she wasn't going to ask. She didn't say Issa can't ask. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was such a, a bitch ass move because I feel yeah. like regardless of if me and my friend are going through a rough patch right now, I see that my friend is grinding right now. Like, if you mm-hmm. think about where Issa has been and where she is now, it'll be yeah. like, yes, I'm going to help my friend. You know what I'm she's, saying? Like, yeah, she's way more stable now. Yeah, she's way more stable. You can tell that she's happy doing mm-hmm. what she's doing. Because honestly, when you're working on something that you genuinely enjoy doing, it's not work. Regardless of yeah. how tired you are doing it, like, it's not work. 
And it's just see Issa in a place where she is happy. She doing what she love. You know what I'm saying? And for you to be like, to be a hindrance. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And another point too is like, like onto the point where you're saying like, you see she's doing better. Why would you stand in her way if this is the one thing she's asking for? And even if she was to say, I don't feel comfortable doing it because we're not cool. I, as a friend, wouldn't accept that just because it's like, I feel like no matter when you real have a real bond with somebody, romantic or not, when you upset with them, that means nothing because you still have a lot of love for them you would never want them to be put in a messed up situation so you might do a little stank attitude be like all right i'll ask them but mm-hmm. still you would not like why would you put, you would not like, just flat out be like no no or even like because you could tell yeah <laughs> led Issa to go to like i tell you god works god mm-hmm. works because he did not reach out to nathan Nathan reached out to Issa and in that conversation Nathan is like is everything cool is it anything I can do to help you know Mm -hmm. and she like well yeah matter of fact there is something you can do to help Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I'm saying and he came through and asked Andrew for the help and he got her the help and then yes so Andrew came through for the win with no issue. He literally said it was just pressing a button. Yeah. I I thought that was some some bullshit that might was. You know what it I'm was. saying? Like I, I wholeheartedly understand like trying to be there for a friend. Like all this time you riding and dying with your friend or whatever. And then, you know, of course when you get tired of their asses, yes. I, I have been in a place where I have been spiteful and just been like Nah, I can't in my younger years. At mm-hmm. this place I am right now, if my friend was like if my friend was Issa and Issa reached out to me to be like, Hey, I need your help, you know, can you help me? Mm-hmm. I would be down for the cause because I want to see you win. Right. You know what I'm saying? But younger me was petty and was like, nah, bitch, I can't help you. I ain't talking mm-hmm. to you right now. I can't help you. Sorry. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And even though that's not right, it's more acceptable because you are still growing as a person. Yeah. Like Molly got her ass. Oh, Molly, you yeah. damn near 30. What is and 30? You, you over 30. And you in therapy at that. Like a child. <laughs> Ooh, I wanted to lay hands on her. Mm. Yeah, Molly could have got her ass whooped that day. Yeah, I would have probably slapped her. At the, are we getting to the block party yet? Because this is where I really want to lay into her. Yeah, episode five is the black party. Low key moving on. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are moving the fuck on. The black party is here. Mm-hmm. Everybody is liking the black party. Everybody's like, it's a good time. Um, they had Sir come out. Did you see that? Yep, yep. Condola mm-hmm. shows raggedy up ass point after she then went ghost. Weird bitch i know <laughs> tiffany get to come out the house since she had the baby so she is excited to be out kelly mm-hmm. a regular kelly ass antics <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure trying to get with people per usual no 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 she got the accent now huh? she got the accent she from london <laughs> oh which was the i think that was the funniest thing and then i love um kelly and 
Yes, and Issa's brother. That is one person we have not brought up. I love him because he is the shadiest of the show. Yes, (laughs) yes. And he's so calm about it. He's not in your face about it. He's just like, hmm. And it just made me wonder what happened with him and Kelly that they be like this with each other. And I feel like season five that needs to be addressed. Yes. I need people to stop hounding Issa about the amount of episodes or the time of the episode because it all reveals itself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i feel like what we need to worry about is getting kelly on the tv a little bit more yes and figuring out why i feel like it's they did some right i feel like maybe before he realized he was gay <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe he they did reason. some maybe maybe he is the reason that no maybe kelly was the last woman he was with <laughs> And she fell away. <laughs> I'll never forget in season two when um they had went to some like house party and Ahmad showed up and he was like, Oh my gosh, Tiffany, blah blah blah. blah. And then Kelly. Was, <laughs> Kelly was like, Kelly. When you make such a like a when they was having a wind down party at Issa's house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like extra. Yes. I love them too. Like every single time. Yes. Every Every time they get together, you just know it's going to be funny. Shady. Shady. Mm -hmm. Now, on to Uh my though, hating ass. The back of my head just started throbbing at the moment you said that. So, I think Andrew brought it up that he. got them together and yep. Nathan asked him to help Issa and Molly felt away so Molly my question is why would you do this at the block party at the block party honey I know people are leaving but it's still on the premises it's still happening mm-hmm. and then you just rush off from Andrew Andrew's like it's not even a big deal yeah, he was like, you know, she needed the help. I could help. And that's what happened. Yeah, I'm a civilized person. A friend reached out to me, so I just helped. Yeah. You would like, think she would have the same mindset. Yeah. I'm just like, Molly, come on. Like, you cannot be in your own head that much that you it's had disgusting. to ruin this girl's night. It's disgusting. Very like you are a toxic ass friend yes and she was loud about it too yeah it wasn't even like she was like Issa can I talk to you for a minute it was why you go behind my back and then all up in my face that's what I don't like don't get real physical because then I'm gonna have to go into fight or flight and then I'm gonna have to slap because it's like why are you doing all that is your emotions really like when you break it down you really that upset did your man break up with you? Did mm. he even bring it up to you in a manner like, hmm, Issa asked me about this. What do you, no, you didn't even know. She yeah. had been reached out to him. And you making a scene? If I was Andrew, I would have been looking at her like, mm. I wouldn't break up with her, but I'd be looking at, mm, that's something to be noted. Mm-hmm. She kind of, she's, oh, she's that type of girl. Mm. Okay. Yeah, problem. And then this just goes back to what Issa said. Girl, you just can't be happy. Mm-mm. Like, mm-hmm. here I am. 
I did this amazing thing for our community that is being gentrified. And mm-hmm. you bringing up personal shit at my business? But like, girl. disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You did mm-hmm. that was just straight disrespectful. And she called her a bitch, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Ugh. The nerve. Okay. Some things you just can't. Mm-mm-mm. A damn scene, and then the shots get 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 yeah. um go off. So now that just make it look even worse because they probably are the reason the shots went off in the first place. Right, like they brought that animosity encouraged somebody <laughs> else to cut up. Because you know, once there's one fight in the club, there's bound to it's be always another, another one. Because somebody like, oh, I can't. Oh. Meet, yeah, meet somebody right mm-hmm. quick. They gig and then then they want to play the goddamn song that everybody know not to play when they're like hostile. Oh, oh. <laughs> I used to hate that song when I was growing up. Like we'd be at parties and they'd be like, "Move," you know. It'd be like, "Move," bit, and then all of a sudden uh, the crowd everybody. start trying to widen up the circle. So that people could be dancing and shit in the middle. But in the midst of it, somebody is really like bouncing around, you know, pushing people back and make people want to fight. Mm-hmm. Purposely setting stuff, stuff up. Mm-hmm. I hadn't been in the club and the fighting song came on. People started fighting. And then literally 10 minutes later, they played a Meek Mill song, Nightmares of the whatever it's called and like everybody is like acting all cool i'm like oh so we cool now right because so everybody want to start rapping that shit right so this water that was just spilt on me that's for nothing we just go all rap now yeah that's neither here nor there all right we want to take a quick break before we get into episode six Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by It's Untamed Beauty. What is It's Untamed Beauty? It is a lifestyle. It is about sexuality, self-love, self-care, good vibes, energy cleansing. That is everything in one place. You got waist beads, crystals, sage, everything to just make positive stuff happen so go to itsuntamedbeauty.com use coco 10 to receive 10% off of your entire order and I love my waist beads I love being able to live in a positive space because I use my sage and crystals to you know manifest the things I want in my life so Go ahead, Coco10, it's untamedbeauty.com. All right, and we are back, guys. And if you haven't, well, you should have already been tuned in. So we <laughs> left off. <laughs> Period. So we left off episode five, low-key moving on, with Molly showing her ass at the black party. So now we are on episode six, Loki Done. And basically, Loki Done, Issa is trying to, you know, move on from the incident that's happened at the block party. She is trying to do random acts of kindness for <laughs> other people to make her 
good. Oh my gosh, which was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that old man was funny. The old man was like, nigga, I'm helping you. What you talking about? Why are you yelling at me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they well, when you showed up at the sun house and he yes, left I was just so <laughs> he was like dad <laughs> I knew I just knew as soon as he, the person opened the door I was like this about to be some shit <laughs> some off the wild shit about to happen yeah <laughs> that old man was funny and then the pregnant lady had the nerve to be begging and then trying to turn her nose up once Issa Car declined. Like, mm, oh I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe need to. But you know what? Her heart was in the right place both times. It definitely was. <laughs> I think. Have she, you ever? Huh? Go ahead. I think she. Um, yeah, her heart was in the in the right place. But then I was kind of just wondering, like, you ain't make no money off the black party. It was a free event, wasn't it? Well, I always get confused by what, where she actually gets money from. Like, this is no shade, but Lift. I really am confused. <laughs> <Lift>. <laughs> and because she the property manager at her building, she gets oh, right. discounted rent. <laughs> they pay her? They got to pay her, right? The property manager? Yeah, she gets paid from that. No, she just really? gets discounted rent. Discounted? Discounted. Oh, so what is how she? Yeah, I've always yeah. wondered where the hell she got her money from. She make enough money to pay her discounted rent. Oh, and um, that's it. And enough that she able to kiki a little bit every now and again. Because I see she don't just sit at the house. When I ain't got no money, I was sitting at, if I ain't had no money, I was sitting at the house. Right. Ass ain't I, mm-hmm. It is a little low right now. I can fill up my tank for $30. I mean, for like $35. I be like, look at God. Look, my I didn't have to fill up my tank in three months when we had Corona. Uh, the lockdown. Well, you know, I was still going to work, so um, <laughs> I didn't get no break. I appreciated mm-hmm. that little discount my insurance company gave me on the. Insurance. Oh yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. But um, yeah, I didn't get no. Di- I, nope. Still putting gas in the tank. <laughs> Mm-mm. But yeah, Issa. I guess she had that happy feeling, wanted to help people out. Mm-hmm. But it was just really funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was funny how that shit was playing out. And mm-hmm. then, um, e- this is also the episode where Issa befriended the randoms, and the joke was, "Oh on. my gosh!" Shout out to K- um Kyla Pratt. Kyla Pratt, yeah. Like her voice just just warms my heart for some reason. She just has that voice where it's like. You'll always remember and know. You don't even have to see them. You'll know who it is. Yeah. Yeah, I and like it. And I saw the... Um, so her and Issa did a live after the episode aired. 
And, you know, people take their TV. They, they, you know, Issa is everybody's friend. So mm-hmm. Tyler was like, everybody was messaging her like, y'all did Issa wrong, you know? <laughs> but, right. Like, you don't really be thinking this shit real life. It's so funny because literally if I seen Molly or um, Yvonne who plays Molly, I feel like I would be stank facing her. But I know that's not who she really is. But mm-hmm. still, like. I would want to fight her. Do you listen uh, to her podcast, Jesus and Jalof, with um, Lovey Ajayi? Mm-mm. Girl, they is so funny together. They both, you know, they both Nigerian. They be cracking right. up. I be cracking up. They be like, Jesus and Jalof. Oh, oh, Jesus and Jalof. <laughs> I'm going to have to check them out. And I be I sitting in the car like, yes, get it, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> they funny they funny but um yes Kyla and them two randoms you know left Issa high and dry after she was just being genuinely nice to some out-of-towners so fuck y'all y'all treated Issa badly and Issa was just trying to be a good person to Mm y'all and she was probably in the mindset look I'm losing one friend maybe I need to just try to find different friends blase blase thinking that she was gonna make them you know a new a new friend yeah or friends and they play her mm-hmm. and then she but, get a call from kelly asking you know have you talked to molly and she like no no and kelly is like i feel like that might have been the most re- not not real but the most like serious serious yeah the most serious that kelly has ever been like i think she hates seeing them not be close because it makes mm-hmm. a they friend dynamic you know yeah mm-hmm. for sure <laughs> <laughs> but when she was calling she was like have you talked to her like what do you think about that like feeling like who needs to reach out to who first do you feel like you should always do it even if you're not per se the one in the wrong or you need to wait. I genuinely feel that the person who felt the most, um, the person who had the issue should be the one to reach out first. What? I feel like Molly need to be reaching out to Issa because she was dead fucking wrong. Now, regardless. Wait. So when I when I say Molly needs to be reaching out, I'm not saying mm-hmm. like for the whole friendship issue that's going on, but mm-hmm. I feel like Molly needs to get outside of herself and realize that she was bogus for acting the way she acted towards right black party, mm-hmm. and then I agree there, they can discuss the other shit that's going on with mm-hmm. friendship. But I feel like Molly should be the one to reach out first. Yeah. But I was confused when you first said that because when you said the person who had the issue, like the person who's upset or the person who was made to be upset? The person who was upset. Okay. Because Molly was upset. Mm-hmm. Issa, Issa knew that their friendship was off and she knew that they needed to talk, but Issa is not a problematic type individual in that way. No. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So Issa, I feel like, Felt that maybe it would just all blow over and they would 
be back on the same page. But it really like, I just feel like Molly is unhappy in her life for some reason. Mm-hmm. And to like to me, because I've been to therapy and I mean, my therapist tell me I'm I'm a model patient because, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I come in and be like, you know, this is what I know. This is what I did wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Like I can take responsibility for my actions. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think all in all, I think what Molly's therapist is trying to do is to get Molly to see that you know, she needs to start taking responsibility for her shit as well and -hmm. not just blaming everything on everybody else. Mm -hmm. And that's what Molly's therapist meant by, you know, she she was saying something to the effects of uh, maybe you should talk to Issa. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, Because the therapist can already see that, of course, there were some underlying issues in the friendship. And maybe you need to be the one to, you know, get the conversation going. Mm -hmm. And especially because I feel like she was the one who was having the most severe issues. Yeah, she she had like a huge, like not huge, but you can clearly see a reaction or some tension or she wasn't talking normal. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she wasn't her normal self. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was episode six. Now we're going to episode seven, low key tripping. So last episode was Issa's life without Molly. Low key tripping episode seven is Molly's life without Issa. Which you would think she would have a grand old time. Exactly. But Molly just can't be goddamn happy. (laughs) So in this episode, Molly goes on a little vacation with Andrew and she meets his brother and the brother's wife. It seemed like everything was going good. And then she try and go get the towel and the lady's like, she needs to see a room key or whatever. And Molly is like, she don't have it. X, Y, Z. You know, you didn't ask the last group of people for a room key, blah, 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 blah. So then the brother comes up and he's just like, I guess shows the room key. And, you know, Molly just snatches the towel and go. So Mm -hmm. the brother is like, you know, trying to have a conversation about what happened and Molly is being offensive, you know, like she's offended that he didn't see it the way she saw it, which she felt it was a racial thing and why the lady mm-hmm. wouldn't give her a towel. Mm-hmm. I feel like Molly is just very problematic. Yeah. I agree. I think because she has these unresolved issues with Issa. Um, I think she didn't kind of came to terms with her parents' situation, but we haven't seen her interact with the parents since Thanksgiving, except for her kind of having a peace offer, offering, offering the dad a piece of pie. But that don't mean everything is back to normal. You know what I'm right. saying? So maybe she's still feeling away about that type of stuff. 
then you know she was having issues with work at one point where she wasn't feeling like she was fitting in you know stuff like that so I feel like she has a lot of unresolved issues and she ended up lashing out at the wrong people right what would you have done in that situation do you think it was racial or do you think like she should have just um, let it go a little easier or she could have like educated him a little bit and then let that be it, but don't get too, you know, I don't know, don't have too much emotions into it because it is like, you don't really know him. You don't know where he's coming from. So when I, we we would have handled that situation totally different. Because I know mm-hmm. me personally, if I had walked up and the girl was like, I need to see a room key to give you this towel, I probably would have just walked off and went and got the room key. Because honestly, I probably wouldn't have damn been paying attention to the group of people in front of me right. know, to know what that interaction was. So I just would have been like, oh, okay, let me go get my room key. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I feel like she was just being argumentative to be argumentative in the moment, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And so I think how she talked to Victor was, um, it was, it was uncalled for. Yeah. Because even if I think like, if I was paying attention to the family beforehand and I saw that, I just, I'm not someone who, when you like there's sometimes as a black person you know certain things are happening because you're black but you can't really prove it per se because you know you just can't really right unless they fly out and say it so in that situation i would be like i'm not about to like i'm in mexico i'm really not about to make this bigger than what it needs to be but it's just like noted Mm -hmm. and then i could if you really want to take it there you could tell her manager or whatever but in that moment i'd be like Cause I'd be like, I don't know if I would say, oh, that family didn't have to show their key because I, I don't know if I'll be thinking that, but I'd be like, mm, okay. And then I'll just go get the key. I think like she was just ready to like continue that energy onto Victor, even though he was being annoying because it's like, you can kind of confer that it was something racial, but we don't need to get into like the devil's advocate type stuff. Like that right. don't matter. So, like, why why egg it on when you know this is a thing? Let's mm-hmm. just acknowledge it and let it go. But I definitely, me, when it comes to, like, dating somebody and meeting their family, like, I feel like that is a sticky situation. So even if I was upset with him, I would just approach approach it a totally different way because... I probably would have talked to Andrew and been like, you know, I felt... I would have been like, you know, let me know if my frustration is being pointed in the wrong direction, you know, Mm -hmm. and maybe you can just help me understand his point of view better than for me to just fresh out the gate be like, no, that was racism and you're wrong and no, 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 no. Like, you know, I I think she handled that all wrong. Yeah, because you just don't. And then she walked off too. I feel like if I disagreed with him, I would have just stopped the communication just ended the conversation and just gone back to like talking about other things because 
what if he would have got hostile too? Now we both beefing. Now the boyfriend in the middle, and now it's like, I just don't want to put nobody in the position where unless they really wrong, like did some real crazy stuff. I don't want to be in the situation where the boyfriend would be put in a weird situation and it's like, oh, it's the brother, it's the girl, it's the brother, it's the girl. Or like even myself, like if I see a feature with them, I wouldn't even want to deal with having an issue when you know he's just being a, an idiot trying to play devil's advocate. Like mm-hmm. he's just being stupid. It was not that deep to go that far. Yeah. Yeah, Molly was definitely tripping per usual. <laughs> now, in episode eight, Loki happy. <laughs> I have been waiting for this moment oh my for God. four seasons. So I've so basically in this episode. Since Lawrence and Condola had the Thanksgiving conversation and her throwing it out there that she felt he still had feelings for Issa, that put him in a state of, um, let me, that put him in a state of like, let me evaluate this. Yeah. Let let me think about what's been going on. You know, let me Mm -hmm. reflect. Mm -hmm. So in his reflection, I think that um, he realized he didn't give him and Issa a chance and that they needed to talk. He needed to talk. Mm-hmm. They haven't had a real like combo for real. No, they've had little encounters where it's just like, hey, or, you know, they fall into their little banter, but no real conversation. Mm-hmm. and so they go to dinner and they just being real about mm-hmm. how they were feeling the demise of their relationship and I've been in a situation before where an ex and I have literally sat and had the conversation and been like this is this is why I was feeling the way I felt and it really is a relief when you can have that conversation. And even if it's not with the, the end result is not you getting back with that person. It's just knowing that y'all could sit and have that conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I just feel like it was a good conversation. Like they said some things like they had the hard conversation, mm-hmm. but it was still like received well on both ends like no one was getting in their feelings and no it one didn't was feel like awkward it wasn't awkward they was making jokes about it in the moment too mm-hmm. like it just from that conversation I'm like it, it was just like a. it was just like yes you guys yeah. are made to be together you're yes. now I want to put a disclaimer like and say if I was Lawrence this will never be happening because I just couldn't get over the cheating. But <laughs> I love the fact that he is like, that's how it's real for them. It's real because he literally, and then he's a man too. Cause you know, we got to deal with this toxic, toxic masculinity mm-hmm. where when a dude get cheated on, 
oh hell it's mm-hmm. the end of the world Definitely. but he was able to like he like moved on from it as far as we know so far and so. i mean it, it took him some time to come to that realization it didn't happen overnight right you know? mm-hmm. um and i think that's the good part about it is that there honestly did need to be that that uh length of time mm-hmm. that that space between the two of them to really and I, I i think for him to really understand like where he was in his life at that moment and it was mm-hmm. also time for isa to reflect on what it was that brought that led her to cheating you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and sometimes you feel these ways, but you don't necessarily know how to say it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You don't see all the factors that led up to a certain moment. You know what I'm saying? So taking space or taking time away from a situation and actually being able to look inside, like step outside of it and look in and, you know, just see where what happened mm-hmm. brings that perspective. For sure. For sure. So I feel like that conversation was just like, <laughs> let's and it, it, it wasn't long overdue. It happened when mm-hmm. it was supposed to happen. Right at the right time. Because I feel like, I feel like if you were supposed to, if they did this talk right after the whole situation, I would have felt like they would have felt like they had to try to get back together mm-hmm. right then in that moment. But Lawrence probably wasn't all the way over or something. I feel like you can have a talk, and still not be over something. You still need that time. So I think they kind of just did it the opposite way where they had the time. Now they had to talk. Mm-hmm. And then they got the love. Get to it. Get to it, Coco. Get to it. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, at the end of the ep, like, they have this amazing date. You know, they go to this restaurant. So beautiful. Good food. Good conversation. Mm. Um. We it it is revealed what Issa's drink of choice is, which is prosecco with a shot of vodka. And I'm like, girl, who the hell drank that? And I started to make that the drink for the day, but I was like, no, child, I'm not. No, 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 I'm not about to do that. So, uh, <laughs> but um, I think that they end up going to like this street gallery or whatever they're having a great night um on the uber ride home or the lyft ride home uh wait speaking of that they ran into isa we ain't mentioned isa's little oh security day (laughs) oh my gosh the episode where she got the condom stuck in the security (laughs) oh my god like first of all how embarrassing is that for you to like run into you and isa know each other oh we used to get oh right right you just gonna out me like this like oh no and then in front of the girl and she ain't even flinch the girl ain't even paying them no attention isa is certified like (laughs) <laughs> and Lawrence knew damn well what he was doing. And that's what I love. Like, he just makes, like, nothing is weird about it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just vibing their jokes the whole entire time. I'm like, look at y'all joking and shit. Yeah. And getting each other. <laughs> yeah. And so, I, I, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Oh my god, like a 
you have I was just like Something told me it couldn't end like that. So when I heard him do it, I was like, yes, Lawrence, come back. (laughs) I was like, this nigga plays too much. First, he did the lift joke. Call it Issa. (laughs) Let me call it lift real quick. And then rings Issa up. Now you're doing this. Like, he just playing way too much. That's how you know a nigga can't act right. They just can't can't act right. shit. <laughs> so I liked that episode was so good. And at the end of the night, mm-hmm. you know, he invited her back to his house to see that he lived in an adult apartment and not a bachelor's apartment. And, you know, she's like, What if I didn't want the night to end? And he <laughs> What if I didn't want it to end either? And then they they get it in. And it just looked like no time had passed. It it looked like they were still in love. You know, it was it was a glorious moment. I'm like It was beautiful. That and that ended the scene, like I couldn't even be mad. Like she got up. But she we said, I'm gonna take me talk a- about Miss Condola. Oh, hell, Bell. Yeah, you were popping right. the hell up in the text messages. And it was like when I saw her kept messaging him, I'm like, I already know, and I'm ready to whip her ass. But we ain't gonna say it just yet. Mm-hmm. Everybody was saying it. I'm like, why is y'all putting that on them? Why is you putting that I'm on like, that I know man? She, I know she is because why is she hitting him up like this? I did not like that too. I, I was like, I, I was starting to look at Lawrence like, please don't be playing with my girl Issa now. Is he with it or is he not? Right. What's I'm like, you need to cut it off with Condola right now. Period. Period. Right now. I know all y'all. I, I know all y'all did was just have a a, a talk, a but y'all about to be together. Y'all about to be together. So stop playing. Yes. Talk about can we meet up? I know we said Tuesday, but can we know Condola? No, Condola, I'm fucking busy. Bye. Right. I'm busy with the woman that's the love of my life. Right. Mm, 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 mm. So, episode eight, or episode nine, low-key trying. The episode opens up with Issa <laughs> just cohabitating in the most beautiful way. You know, just coexisting together. Um, I loved it. That's my type of love. That's what I like to do. I just like to chill. I'm a homebody. But I just like to just be in the house, loving, watching TV, working together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if I had a bae, I would like doing that type of stuff, too. But <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You know, it's so dry for you, girl. Oh my gosh. Ain't been on not the- for long. Huh? I said not for long. We gotta receive it. Manifestation. Manifest. Yeah, I'm manifesting that a man will present himself the man for me. Mm-hmm. But we shall see. More to come. <laughs> so oh, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Um in this episode, uh, Issa tells Lawrence about Nathan 
and how he's asked her to help him move and, you know, whatever. So Mm -hmm. she goes to help Nathan and she lets Nathan know, like, her and Lawrence are trying to work it out. And he's like, he Mm -hmm. seemed kind of flighty. You know what I'm saying? But then I can't remember if it was before or after he said that state. It was after. Because he was like, the reason he had disappeared was because he went back to Houston and he found out he was bipolar. And so right. now Issa is like, oh, and I thought he just ghosted me, but he was really dealing with some shit, you know, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I I can definitely understand, like, being hard on somebody. Like, you got some nerve to be like, oh, he flighty, but you ho ghosted me for... right however long like no nothing not not a word and then you pop Mm -hmm. back up and think that I'm supposed to want to be with you you know whatever and then he hits her with the yeah I'm bipolar and it's just like well fuck you know I can't say shit now they say shit now you know so (laughs) I definitely know that's how she was feeling um but in my head I'm like Nathan go away go away I've been waiting too long for Lawrence and Issa to get back together for you to try and come between them no go away go away fine ass and he just got that voice but I'm just like (laughs) yeah he's nice looking and his little voice you know it's a little (sighs) you know I'm a Sucker for a deep voice. But my thing is, like, Issa, why are you hanging with him? I know you're keeping the things, like, platonic, but I just would not, like, it would be one thing if they tried to talk to each other, but it never went nowhere. But y'all actually put the the hole in the hole. Mm-hmm. That ain't make no sense, but y'all know what I mean. They did the nasty. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I got it. Why? Yeah, why y'all messing with, like, mm-mm. I'm not about to be nobody's friend. If I just got out of a relationship because my ass was cheating, I'm not about to be messing with no that I used to mess with, even if I was single, because I'm not about to give my dude, who probably probably got a little bit of trust issues with me, the perception to think that I'm about to cheat, because I don't know. That's just a weird situation for me. Yeah. So Nathan is feeling away about Issa and Lawrence getting back together. Um, and so earlier when I mentioned, you know, Dr. Rhonda or Molly's therapist, you know, saying like maybe you should reach out to Issa, whatever. This was in a this was later on. But basically, um, telling her like maybe take a different approach with the people who have wronged her and Mm -hmm. also in this episode is when is this the episode where Issa invites Molly for I think this is the episode where Issa invites Molly to brunch yep yep it is and you know she's thinking like everything is gonna be back to normal And then her and Nathan go to Andrew's house to kind of like, you know, help him get the rest of his things. And Andrew invites them to stay for dinner. And Molly texts Issa saying, Stupid. 
thinking she was texting Andrew saying that she was really trying with Issa. And so Issa immediately gets up and leaves, you know, and Molly is just like, she, she feels that Issa should try harder. Girl, like, I'm sorry. I just, Molly, I just want to slap the hell out of her. Because that, first of all, that was fake as fuck. Why are you messaging him? Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard for you to just be, have a regular conversation with her? Why would you, if you really felt like you couldn't be around her, why would you just agree to them hanging out and playing games and shit? Mm-hmm. And then number two, we don't see the whole insides of the character development, but it could be perceived that, like Issa says, she know how Molly is. She wants to give her some more time to cool off, but she wants to, you know, break that, um, what she called it, that awkward phase of just talking again for the first time. Yeah. I personally don't like to talk like shit is sweet. When I'm mad at someone, I like to get right into it. But it sounds like Molly is that type of person where you got to, if she's still a little bit upset, you got to weigh it out a bit. So that's all she was doing. And I feel like you not seeing the the points that she's making because if it was up to Molly, they wouldn't be talking right now. True. So, so Issa definitely, she better than me. Because I'd have been <laughs> like, nope, that bitch need to come sell her grievances because I'm not. I'm not doing mm-hmm. it, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think that Issa, Issa was right to walk away. Yeah. Issa was right to walk away because it's just like, you can't expect me to be kissing your ass to be my friend, but you ain't doing nothing to help the situation. Like, girl, get the mm-hmm. fuck over yourself. And you ain't been a saint yourself. Shit, you had some play to um something to do with this uh friendship, you know, going the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about she trying. Girl, you ain't trying hard enough. Fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. So in the last episode, episode 10, Loki lost. Um Tiffany is back in the equation and basically Derek calls all the girls like Tiffany is missing. She said she was going to leave and go to the movies, but never came home. The police is like, it wasn't 24 hours. Then, you know, you need to wait it out. So, you know, the girls put their investigative skills together, you know, they end up. I loved (laughs) Child, I would have been so damn lost. <laughs> Honey, and then here go Issa. Oh, she's at this one taco spot. How many miles away is it? Yep, that's the one. Like, girl, who's thinking about all Right, because, girl, I would have been like, my friend. My <laughs> friend is lost. <laughs> uh, the farthest I could have gone was, does she have her location on her iPhone? Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I may have would have been able to look on her Snapchat to see if she got her location on her Snapchat, but you know, that's about it. Yeah. You're gonna have to wait it out, y'all. But you know, they they was putting two and two together and was like, they found the girl. And mm-hmm. I love the way Derek, you know, when she opened the door 
and he was just he was just there for her. It wasn't yeah. like where you been, well, why you, you do this. Like yeah. he was just there. She's like, I just mm. didn't know what else to do. Mm. And it's crazy because when you think of having a baby, you think like this is the most this is the most joyous occasion in my life. And and here she is just really struggling. Yeah. She didn't want to go home at the block party. Mm-mm. Like, your ass don't want to go home. You know it's real. Because then once you sit there and you stall, you stall, you stall, then you're like, damn, I, I'm home now. And then so then it really sucks. Mm-hmm. You really got to deal with it. She was uh, struggling a lot. And then we finally see her in her natural. Well, she still had makeup on, but she had the natural hair out when, you know, she always wigged out. Yeah. But I did want a little bit more emotion from her, but that's just me being extra. I wanted a tear or two. I feel like next season they may, I don't know if they're going to delve into her situation, but Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like they're going to show the steps that she is taking to get to a better place. Yeah. Like even if it's just a little glimpse, they have to, they have to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I know they will. She'll probably be talking like, she'll probably be talking, oh, me and I'm going to cut and, and everything our baby is perfect. Yeah. Like she, just, <laughs> she has the cutest smile. Mm-hmm. That's and the so, I definitely can't wait to see her being able to embrace motherhood. Because I know right now she's going through some real shit. Yeah. So which is frightening. Mm-hmm. It is. That's scary to think about. Mm-hmm. And Molly takes Andrew to a work function and <laughs> they basically have a a disagreement. Mm-hmm. In this disagreement, towards the end of the conversation. He's like, I haven't felt that this has been going well for a while. Which pisses me off because it's like, why don't you say that when you first feel that way? I hate when people just sit on shit. Don't sit on it. Now, now it's, we cut a deal with it the first time you felt that way. Definitely. You either broke up or worked it out. That's the one I little one little... I have been there. You know, like somebody is you know not feeling it but versus telling me you know I'm not feeling this you know what I'm saying they they -hmm. carry on like normal and then something happens and then it's just like yeah I don't want to be together no more like what I feel like it's coming out of nowhere like where did this come from yeah like what I didn't even know we was having issues and you just want to exactly what That's my one little strike against Andrew. Yeah. But I think it comes from a place where maybe because the other person feels that, you know, maybe it's just them that has the issue and maybe they tripping about something. Yeah. And they and they think they can move past it, but then something happens and it's just like, no, I can't get past this. And I don't see myself getting past it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think that's where Andrew 
was coming from when he said that. And it kind of almost hurt my little feelings when Molly Ooh. was like, I can be a better, I, I can be better. Yeah, didn't move me. Fuck her. The, and the reason I say that is just because um, throughout the entire series,